podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening. Uh, welcome to the big Strong Leicester Boys live and dangerous on Twitter. Um, I've already fucked it up once. Uh, played the wrong intro music. Apologies for that. Um, Jake's away. I think he's he's live tweeting um, Broncos getting beaten somewhere on the first day of the season. Um, so uh, evening, Jake, if if you're listening uh but i've uh i've got the other two prats with me so uh good evening george how are you mate i'm very well thanks mate how are you yeah i'm all right thank you not too bad and uh good evening rick how are you um i'm all right how are you obviously i know we did the live pod last friday but you've had a very very uh interesting couple of weeks haven't you a big life changing Three Fair weeks, mate. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, how three weeks. Uh, yeah, she'll be she'll be three weeks on on Sunday morning at two fifty four. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Every every day feels like a, a a major milestone. If I do run off halfway through, it's because she's screaming about something. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna right. This week's not been too bad. So uh, so yeah, baby steps. Pardon the pun, but uh, but yeah, we're getting there. Getting lots of good advice from you, Rick. Well, yeah, I mean, probably not the advice you should take, but um, well, welcome to my world, mate. You'll see the chaos, won't you? And you know the interruptions. This is what it's all about. I, I had um, I had a minor incident the other day. I've already told you this story, but for the I'll tell George and anyone else who's listening. Uh, I had I had a poo. So she'd pooed in a nappy. Well, you had I, one or... No, no, I didn't have a poo. Uh, so she'd obviously gone in the nappy, took the nappy off, and then like all hell broke loose. Basically, like everywhere, like full outfit change. And then as soon as she started, like as soon as I cleaned up, she started peeing again. So scream for help because yeah. it, it wasn't going it very sounds well. Like Rick, so, uh, so, yeah. But no, all right, mate. Thank you. Getting there. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. George yeah, right. I mean, I'm... we probably a good time to bring that in. We we went for a curry last night, didn't we, Rick? We did. Fantastic. I've never been before. I can't believe I've not. But yeah, world class 
Paddy Martins, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very good. Uh, we went with the New York Foxes, which was good fun. Um, Great to meet them. And, uh, and uh, you've been to the toilet about how many times since then? It's been a very, very, very unpleasant day for me, if I'm honest. Yeah. yeah. Woke up at 2 a.m. Um, didn't mean to, but was woken up and didn't have a lot of notice. And then pretty much from then on, it's been, yeah, it's been bad, but wouldn't change it. Yeah. No, wouldn't mm. change it for the world. I had salt and pepper fish again today. It was incredible. Um, what, you've been take- there again? No, no, I got a takeaway. I got a takeout. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you got first question. It was Rick. very good. How many, how many tins have you had tonight, Rick? I've had a bottle of Prosecco and now I'm on vodka and uh, blackcurrant <laughs> squash. So Liz, bad... Liz, is away, Liz is away, isn't she? I've <laughs> had a, a very bad day at work. So low bad. Really bad day at work for me. Oh, really? Yeah. What was that? Yeah, just not getting on well at the minute. Struggling okay. with me days. So. Was the Prosecco leftover Christmas gift? Yeah, it's probably, that's pretty much the last. That's why I'm on vodka and squash as well. So I've not even got any bloody proper mixers anymore. It's desperate, but there we go. I was I was keen to have a drink, but I finished work bang on ten, and I'm um, representing the brand. Oh, it's nice, the nice brew. Thought I'd wait till tomorrow instead. I've been doing that a lot actually. When it gets to about five o'clock and like we've survived, I've been pouring myself a pint, which is what in your big strong Leicester boys mug. No, no, I'm a big strong Leicester boys. Just mug. a little half a bitter in that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've been doing that, but I need to. I've, I've, I've decided that's a bad habit. So, uh, so yeah. Nah, um, don't worry about it, mate. Go easy on yourself for the first four years. <laughs> Drink every day. <laughs> it's quite tempting, isn't it? I used to have a well, hot toddy. Eight years in, and I'm still doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had one of them, Rick? A hot toddy. Yeah, yeah. I used to have them quite regularly. Just. Cup of tea, bit of whiskey in there. I got into my fruit teas, but then I was accidentally lacing them with booze, and I thought that defeats the object, doesn't it? So that's meant to be like cleansing, aren't they? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, what's the agenda, Rick? Are we right. doing, are we doing, are we doing the games first? Yeah. Well, I think we should first touch on last Friday. Obviously, our pod that we did with Guillaume Balaguer. Yeah. I mean, top. Bloke. It was. It was great to do, but literally blown away with everyone's feedback on it. I know like we've obviously had some good comments in the past about stuff, but we can blow our own trumpet here, Rick. Let's just blow our own trumpet. No, genuinely, like the amount of people that have reached out and said like that was such an interesting episode. We got it right in the way that we sort of asked the questions and were being our usual Prats and taking over, and it, it genuinely was like listening to it. I was like spellbound how he was sort of coming out with the stuff. I, I, it's not that I didn't expect it, but it was really insightful. I thought he could have just just given the usual spiel, but really, really good. So thank you to everyone that's fed back. I do feel now though that we've set the bar so high. I don't know where we go from here um, on like guests and stuff. I think we've. Got to oh, step we'll it up out. ourselves, haven't we? With a few, we'll figure it out. It was, it was good. Games. It was good, and um, it was your soberest live show, Rick. Mm. So maybe 
I didn't even have a. I did. I even have a proper pint. I think. I, I think I was on the. Uh, no, you were the, the non-alcoholics. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were. yeah. And I actually arranged it. Was, it was me who sorted it, which was like bearing in mind I'm about as efficient as a bloody piece of wet bog roll. So, like my dad, because because obviously I put the comment up about my. So my dad does not give out praise lightly. Said it was brilliant, and he always he's always got a point of contention and then he was like who organized that and i was like rick he was like no he didn't i was like no he did <laughs> in my own sir literally just sent gm a message on twitter <laughs> just literally I, but did you send him a beers. message five times because that was his rule wasn't it yeah the fifth one you responded to yeah but but rick's also I'm... lined up another guest as well he's on fire at the minute who have you got who was that the uh, geezer is coming on to um Oh, the pontificate about rugkin performance measure. Performance yeah, yeah. Measure oh, director of finance. <laughs> really, that was the probably my if I if I want to analyse my own performance from last Friday. Really let myself down with that. So it was a good question for Guillermo. Go, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't a question, though, was it? it was no, it was, a, rant. it was amusing. It was amusing <laughs> that I wanted him to sort of pick the bones out. Of. Flair mused, and then I bloody. I scuppered it with a director of finance. <laughs> <laughs> and you got the, your words the wrong way around, I think. Mispronunciated well. me yeah. worms, didn't I, <laughs> It's interesting because Guillaume's obviously mates of Enzo, but I don't think he's as um, exposed to the, the, you know, the history of our director of football as we are. So, and obviously neither is Enzo. So um, I'm sure we'll find out in the next, six to eight months how that pans out yeah yeah talking of which um on a side note sensi stefano sensi is out yeah because he's having a plate removed plate in his ankle yeah i could i mean to be fair i presume he's probably thought right well i'm not going to play now between now and june so i'll get that done done. rather than having it done in the summer and potentially missing pre-season so but it was quite funny to read that because it's like wow just our luck. No, one for rookie that he'll be like, yeah, I've I've I knew that. that. I stopped that. Yeah, knew that. <laughs> knew that all along. Done, John. Why didn't sign him? Um, that it's very good. Uh, anything more on the live show, Jordan? Anything you want to add on the live show? No, I, th- I thought it was really good, and the feedback was obviously brilliant as well. Uh, broadly speaking, we've never really had any negative feedback, which. I'm yeah, not don't, advocating. Don't get any ideas. Yeah, yeah I'm not advocating, no. but it's it's brilliant that everyone's so uh, so nice. And I mean, I've, I've worked with Gim before, so maybe I didn't realise the gravitar that he has. Um, he's got he's, a million followers on Twitter. Yeah, he's he's a really down to earth guy, Gim, um, and obviously he's renowned for his Spanish football uh, work. Um, so to see him kind of co- not covering Leicester, but obviously, he, like I say, he's mates of Enzo, so it's pretty bizarre really to to see that so yeah he's, he's a good bloke Guillaume we could call him a friend yeah. of the show no doubt we'll get him back on at some point as well we've got a plot so there are, there are tickets still available for his do with Enzo at the Chutney Ivy um as well and he asked us to plug that again this week so we'll, here's our plug for you um we've uh we've won yeah, we've have we won once or twice since we twice yeah we've won twice we've won twice since then so we're still very much on track yeah um for that being the the week after we um we get promoted so 
so there we go. When's he, when's he prompted that? So it's what was it? First week of April. Did I think he say so. was it? Yeah, yeah. Still think that's still think that's a bit early. I think. Okay, well, it's a it's a big week. This I mean, this time next week we'll know the Leeds results. So which is yeah, a, it's a big game, isn't it? So so yeah. Um, where should we start then? Watford. You want to talk Watford? I suppose we we should kind of do a double whammy. Double do whammy, yeah. Double whammy. Jordan, you were you were in and around Watford for most of Saturday, I gather. Yeah, nearly ended up missing the last train somehow. I was obviously <laughs> getting carried away with the rugger, mate. Yeah, you know, I love my rugger. Yeah, I know you do like your rugby. Don't Did you, you? wear you? What were you wearing down there? Did you have winkle pickers on or? Yeah, but a gilet, um shit flickers and yeah. some flared jeans on good um and to be fair i was going to go to twickers but I, you know just not got enough loyalty points mate so i couldn't get a ticket which is a shame do you want to give us any insight on the game or do you just want to like run a little bit more about rugby like... well we scored a few tries didn't we oh you're on yeah. about the rugby you're on about uh, the football. Uh, yeah. um i thought we were all right again i mean we scored early um, I mean, it was at the other end of the pitch, so I, I didn't know whether the penalty and watching Rick's extended highlights, they only showed one. That was a pen. You think it was a pen? Yeah. Okay, if it was a pen, it was a pen. But, you know, once we got the early goal, we just sucked the life out of it. Um, and that's absolutely fine by me. The the second goal was just a work of art, though. Um, and, you know, Enzo said in his interview with Percy which we might come on to which was really good but yeah. he said we're only going to get better and I think we've seen that in the last two games because the second goal against Sheffield Wednesday was fantastic as well um, and you know real patient to to uh, get through the press and once we did I mean Ricardo Pereira I've raved about him last season I think he's a right back playing centre mid he's that good he could I think he could play anywhere in this league um, I don't know. Well, he is. He is playing anywhere, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, it's just basically. He's unbelievable. Player of the season now for me. Um, and then Winksy, it took him thirty games. Hello, man. Good to have you on, mate. Um, yeah, Winksy, it took him thirty games to give the ball away, isn't it? And and uh, he got punished, but yeah, not a problem. Um, and then Wednesday, I thought first half that's probably the quickest we've started and the best we've been in the first half all season. And then second half, I felt like that was an element of um, energy conservation, shall we say, um, because the game was won. I mean, like I say, the second goal was wonderful. Fez has been pinging them all season, those kind of passes, uh, the diagonal ball and lovely cushioned pass from Kiernan and old school finish from Vardy. And, and like Rick says, these are collector's items now, although we, we might have we might have them for one more year. Um, but even so... Um, Say every moment. You say yeah. No, no, JV, JV might be getting. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And then my mate is a Wednesday fan. He he messaged me after he came up from London, uh, and he said he think that's the most one-sided first half he said he's ever seen. It could have been about six nil, which I thought was probably a bit too much, but yeah, very much keep ticking them off. Expect the same tomorrow. The one thing I I do think with the um, the Wednesday game, I think it'll be the same tomorrow. I think it'll be the same against Leeds. Um, those players will definitely be frustrated that those are the sides that have taken points off and or, or beaten them earlier this season, and they'll be hell bent on getting three points tomorrow and against Leeds as well. They won't want any teams to do the double over them or even take points off them again. So I, I thought we saw that against Wednesday. Like I say, Watford was very 
professional display in terms of just getting in and away in and out of, of Watford with three points. And then, like I said, on, on Tuesday against Wednesday, first half, we looked really in the mood and looked like a team that not only want to go up, but want to win the league and get the points record as well. So no complaints yet again. That's all very straightforward, isn't it? Yeah. What did you make of it, Rick? How were your extended highlights looking? <laughs> well, Watford, yeah, it was a funny one, weren't it? We started well. It was a penalty for me. It was actually a good, um, good little check inside from Pratt, which he's done before. That That's one of his signature moves. I'll come on to him in his performance first half against Sheffield Wednesday, which I thought was excellent. But that... That's one of his strengths is he does check back. I think he did it against Leeds at home last season as well when we scored. And hopefully he'll do the same at Allen Road. But, uh, yeah, we started very well against Watford. Um, that We toiled in that game. I mean, the goal from Ricardo as a team goal, one of the best of the season. Uh, and it actually came from us nearly losing the ball, which was very similar to the Vardy goal against Sheffield Wednesday. Whether it's we've nearly lost the ball or it's that, you've it's the ultimate play isn't it where you've enticed the opposition on and then you've created that extra little bit of space that's the difference but it, both goals were fantastic to see and completely go against our notion that we're a laborious boring um ultra safe team both goals were pretty ruthless and direct and on the counter-attack um yeah I, the Watford game should have been we should have been out of sight shouldn't we in the sense that at two nil you wouldn't have expected them to come back into it and then it'd be quite as um as nervy but it was Hermanson made two amazing saves um and we didn't really create that much more after that to to score again so you could argue it was a little bit more tight than it should have been the Sheffield Wednesday game that first half we've had some unbelievable performances but and we've also scored earlier than four minutes, believe it or not. But we went ahead and then rather than us sit back and, and not really take our chances, we were really, really good. Um, second half, I don't know whether we did conserve energy second half against Sheffield Wednesday. I'd say we actually had to run more second half than we did in the first half because they came at us. We struggled to deal with that in the first 15 minutes or so. I don't think we retain the ball as well as we ordinarily would. So there was probably a little bit more running, but it's understandable. You know, we were 2-0 up. We were comfortable. They came at us a little bit. They were never really going to cause us too much trouble. So it was one of those where we were playing within ourselves. Um, and that's fine. When you're playing, you know, three games a week, you're not going to do that performance in the first half and then go and do it again and win 6 7 nil. Okay, we did against Stoke. It was nice to finally put a team properly to the sword, but I've not really got many issues with that Sheffield Wednesday second half performance. Um, other than a couple of individual performances that I was a little bit unhappy with. McAteer, when he came on, I'll, I'm trying my hardest to be really encouraging about McAteer, but he's not a winger. We've said this quite a lot on this podcast. I mean, Jack, you even wanted him to, to play up front and I'm not against that. You know, I wanted Harry Suter to play up there. So I'm, I'm down for that shit. But um, he's definitely not a winger. 
And you, you had to see Enzo give him a right bollocking because um, mm. he, he he just won't he won't go down the line. He'll go back always. As an eight, I think it's it's slightly easier for him because he hasn't always got to go forward and he retains the ball okay. He works well. He's just not a winger. But I know we've not got an abundance of options. But um, yeah, that's on Enzo more than McAteer himself, bless him. But whether I mean, you know how much I love Will, Will Alves, but he should be the backup winger if Albrighton's not around. Albrighton should be back for the weekend, so get him on the bench. But yeah, uh, McAteer's a concern for me. And then Eunice, he, he's finally a bit of end product in a couple of games, and then he's vanished. Yeah, there's a clause there, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, well, there's a clause that you uh, that they don't want to pay. Um, but there we go. We can still play him for seven games or eight games, though. I mean, it's... well, it depends what what is in the clause because we obviously don't know. So it might be no, might true. be a bit more complicated than than it's made out. And it also, if he's holding him back, it might give him a bit more of a chance to play at the end of the season when there's, you know. It, when he's got everyone fit, he may as well not use him because he doesn't need to use him at the moment, does he? He might need to use him at there, some though, stage. I mean, what will what will the player be thinking? He, he must be reading between the lines and say, right, they're, they're tucking me up here. Oh, yeah, yeah, clearly. So, clearly. and then and then you know, in two months' time, we decide to give him a couple of games. Well, like to to maintain the intensity and mentality for that's difficult because he knows he's going back. Yeah. It's a bit like the Dennis Pratt situation. I know we haven't got that nuance other than we know he's fucking off in the summer, thankfully. But he's now first choice. And it's like, where, like, you're relying on you someone. He's been all right, though, Dennis. I don't mind a bit of Dennis. So. In fact, if anything, that reminds me from what I said about Watford. His performance first half against Sheffield Wednesday was Very unreal. Good. Very good. And he, and, does, he, he goes down and that he, channel well, doesn't he? He goes down that right have... channel. He should have had an assist because he just overhit mm. the pass. Like that's a that should have made it three 0 XG uh, uh, expected assist was zero point nine eight for that. Was that it? chance? I just um, made that up. Bizarrely, I think that chance Pratt didn't think he had any time. And no, I really, he had loads of time. He had loads of time. He could have took a touch, shot, or passed to Vardy. But I think yeah. because he's been playing at higher levels. He barely played this season, has he? Yeah, yeah. If he played well, more games, he would have realised I've got so much time. Well, look, he, he must have thought like it was in the Prem or international level. It's like I'm going to get closed down here. I can't have this much space in the box. It was such a good chance. The entire cop was stood up, which doesn't <laughs> happen very often because they're, they're just they're, it's because they were all on the way out. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's like game over. I like his hair at the minute. Right. Okay. He's got, yeah, he's gone for a bit of a send. He's gone for little curtains, little late nineties curtains. Have a look. Okay. Is that is that um is that a bit Russell Martin esque? I don't want to talk about Russell. Mm, actually, you're right. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a bit. It's a bit. A bit more. Well, natural. Jake's going a bit curtains. Curtains yeah. well, He's a bit more slick back in it, so it's not. Mm. It's not quite the. Not curtains. It's a classic, really. Well, beef curtains. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell sorry apologies I'll, I'll put an ad in at that point <laughs> apologies apologies for anyone listening live um, I'm not I don't I have a few bits to add Watford I wanted to talk about Patson Dacker mm. who's scored again he's become a very reliable 
penalty taker. There was one bit where he did about three tackles um, chasing back. Um, and he's his uh, first choice now, isn't he? He got rested the what other day. He's he's been unbelievable, um, and uh, I think he starts tomorrow. Rick, you, there's there's a few comments I'm not going to put up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like you've upset you've upset a few listeners. So I know. I'm yeah. sorry. I yeah. think Rick. Oh, sometimes I think out loud. <laughs> sorry, I'm genuinely really sorry. <laughs> And the thing is, we don't have the benefit of being able to edit this now. I mean, that's fine. I own it. I do apologise. It ain't that bad. <laughs> anyway, on to back to Pat. As uh... hello, Pat. Hello, oh, Pat. I love um, that. It's one of my favourite feel-good moments of the season. In calling him Pat, just Enzo just calls him Pat. <laughs> um, and uh, there, there was an interview in in uh, in your parish, wasn't there, George? From friend is, is Rob Rob a friend of the show? Can we call Rob a friend I, I of the show? He's never been on, but he's a friend of Probably, the show, isn't he? He's a friend of the show. He's, he's written a comment on the show. But there was a there was a good interview with him. Seems like a good lad, Patson. Just sort of he he thinks that we're a better player if we go up, um, which I I agree with. I think I I think he's a good player. I think he's a good player in there. I'm with you, Jack. I've never understood the the Dakar hate. To be honest, he's got the one thing that defenders absolutely hate, and that is pace. And he's a decent finisher. Um, and again, I think you forget, like, in a struggling team, you're in and out of the team last season or barely had a kick. The striker is just all about confidence. I think you said the other day, Rick, I don't know if it was about Pat, uh, but he's a definition of a confidence player. Um, yeah. Uh, it's what, it's what right. when he first came here. When yeah. he first came here, that it's, it, that's what I'm seeing again now. And he, well, he scored four in that game in Moscow. Because he was up, he was absolutely flying. Everything he hit was going in, and I, I was joking when I was at Glasgow earlier in the year. I said, oh, "I don't matter. We've got Dakar. We'll get forty in this division." And I'm beginning to think I might have been right if he played every week. Because what what's he on now? Seven or eight? Seven or eight in about eight games. His record in the Premier League's not that bad. Because I looked this up, he's played the equivalent of something like twenty six or twenty seven like full games. Because he's obviously been come off and been sub. And he scored nine goals and seven assists. So, I, what I will say, not bad. Though, and there's a de- he's definitely still got to step it up. Like I'm a massive fan. I mean, I, I'm again was vilified because when we signed him, I think I said he would be in the top three best strikers in Europe in eighteen months. Oh, the hot take doesn't, doesn't yeah. sound like you, <laughs> but. He does still need to step it up, even when we go back up, because one thing I've noticed with him, his record away from home for us is appalling. Yes, he got four in Moscow, but if you actually look at the goals he scored, I think, what has he got one this season away from home? It's a penalty at Watford. Uh, And you look at all the goals he scored away in the Premier League, barely any. He's he's a home man. He's got a Brian. He's got a Brian. Did he? Yeah. 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 (laughs) One. No, he, like, he has got a few, but yeah. what I mean is overwhelming. He's, I think that he needs to be a bit more versatile. Like A lot of his goals are tap-ins, fine, don't mind that. Penalty's fine, he's a great penalty taker. The, his off-the-ball stuff at the minute has improved no end. Like I never thought he could hold the ball up well. Mm-hmm. And maybe going back into the Premier League, he might struggle again. But he's definitely improved under Enzo, and it's the striker mm-hmm. that we need that... We, we were saying, weren't we, what, what type of striker thrives in this system? We actually didn't really know. 
But I think he's a good the, one. Well, yeah, but it's it's more than that, isn't it? Because you can't just be able to hold the ball up and finish. You've got to do much more than that. Yeah, yeah. And I think he he's the closest to that. Um, yeah, I love him. Brilliant. I mean, he looks a lot quicker as well. He's always he looks quicker without the ball than yeah. with the ball. He's not he's not necessarily a quick dri- um quick dribbler, but without the ball he's he's rapid. Well, that run that run for the penalty against Swansea, that again it, I, sometimes with him I, I felt he just he was too caught in indecision on what to do, which again is yeah. a lack of confidence, whereas now he's a bit more I'll go for it. And yeah. that when you've got pace, then you look quick, don't you? If you're not, you suddenly, you know, he was nutmegging himself a season ago because he didn't really know what to do with it and he was dribbling him all over the place. But yeah, no, brilliant. And I feel like we did miss him a little bit um, against Sheffield Wednesday, even though I thought Vardy had a good game, we still missed that link play and then the pace in behind. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting, Rick. I definitely agree with all of that. But if you think the way Enzo plays, a lot of the time the striker has to drop quite deep to get the ball off the goalkeeper mm. and for a striker to face their own goal probably 30 40 yards out is very uncomfortable and i think he's got a lot better at that and next season we're also not going to have as much of the ball but i mean certainly in away games and against the bigger sides and that front three a pace of uh Dakar and fatu uh and then yeah. mavididi on on the left is, is going to be frightening on the break and I just think as a team, we look miles better with Dakar in it. And I know we mentioned Cannon briefly. I think he's got all the, the tools to be a, a Premier League goal scorer, but I'm not sure. I, I still think Dakar's the better option. And then, oh. interestingly, Vardy's got 11 in all comps this season, which is joint top. Yeah, he took the goal well the other night. I th- when, when I think I worked out when Dakar start uh, started for us in something like I think there's only two games when he started we've not scored more than three goals mm. so it's something yeah. like I think it's like seven games we've scored more than three goals and we've only done that like 11 or 12 times this season I, I worked it out last Saturday but he has definitely made us a much more potent side um the other player I wanted to talk about um not just because I want him to grow his hair back but I thought he was very good on Wednesday. Um, and we miss, I thought we missed him against Watford, um, was Yannick. Because there were three or four occasions on, on, um, on was it Wednesday night or Tuesday? I can't Tuesday. remember what day it is. Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. On Tuesday night, we played Wednesday on Tuesday. That's why I'm confused. Um, where he just sort of like swayed round like a Wednesday player. And he looked like he had so much more time than anyone else he was I, I thought he was absolutely phenomenal and he was pinging it around and we just looked so much so a, a much better side with him in it and um and then the news comes out about him with a getting a new contract and i'm like yeah because i don't think you find a center back who is as good on the ball as him very easily and you might go oh he's not very quick but if Vestergaard was quick, like he, I, I, the way he's playing at the moment, I'm probably getting a bit carried away. But like if he's quick, he's basically Van Dyke, isn't he? Mm-hmm. 
I thought that the other day. I haven't had much sleep, so like that. I'm might interested be... for George's view because at the start, there's eight, like two months into the season, George still weren't having him. I'll let him answer this, and then I'll come in because. Okay, well, he's he's been brilliant this season. You, yeah. you can't deny that. I don't think he's good enough for the Premier League based on the way we played before and his performances before. But that said, if we have a deep block, as they call it these days, which means part of the bus, let's be honest. Um, if we have a deep block, his pace is going to be less of a factor. And if we keep the ball, he's very good on the ball. And him and Fez have got a very good partnership. So the new contracts, I think, you have to offer him a new contract given the season he's had under the new manager and the new regime. Whether or not it's on the same terms, I'd, I'd be interested. It probably see. won't we, be on the same terms, will it? And then the ball's in, in his court. But yeah, that yeah. said, I think I think it's time now to admit, sadly, um, and I'm a big fan and he'll go and play somewhere, probably for a team that comes down, I would have thought. I think it's time to admit the Cody move has, has backfired and it, I don't think it's through anybody's fault it's just one of them typical Leicester farmer uh, signings that's just not worked and mm. we all thought had Cody not got injured he'd probably be he'd probably be starting every game and we wouldn't be having this conversation but I think that they need to move Cody on at the end of the season and from what I've, I've been told things might not be all rosy in the garden behind the scenes of that so that makes sense Nelson looks good uh, Nelson's where, very good doesn't he he does, and whether it, whether or not he's going to be third or fourth choice in the Prem side is, is interesting. But I think there you've got three cent half, and you need another one. I don't think Su- I think Sue has got to go, Rick. Sorry, that's um, fair, fair enough. But and, and Enzo yeah, so came I, out and said, to build on this, Enzo came out and said something quite interesting because he said we need to play like with someone that's quick, which I think is why he plays Justin all the time now. And he said he said Connor's not quick. He said Callum's not quick and Yannick's not quick. So I, I, I don't, I, fast. I don't I don't think fast is quick, but no, he's not. Like he, he looked very slow in the Prem. But I think like if we do go up, we we need to sign someone with pace to play with him, potentially. Um, or you play well out in the middle. Don't think he's quite as good on the ball. Um, but but there we go. So you agree with me, basically, then? He's, he's Van Dyke without pace. Not, not quite. No. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be my three centre-backs going into next season anyway. And and if you, if you sign Doyle, you could ar- arguably count him as a left-footed centre-back. I'm not I mean, sure my, you'd sign Doyle. Well, no. my, my Coventry City supporting friend couldn't believe we didn't play him centre-half. He was astounded that we played him full-back. Um, so I'd but sign he's like le- He's left side of a back three, though, really, isn't he? Like that's it's a weird like... position. It's a hard one to recruit into. Yeah, that's um, why I'd sign him. But he gives you cover both of those areas. Yeah, but mm. I still think you need another centre half, basically. I'm unsure with Estegard. <laughs> no, it... like, I mean, I'm, I've been one of his biggest fans this season. He's like on the ball. Phenomenal, and as Jack says, we did miss him against Watford because he came back in on Tuesday and he, he had a really good game. It's not so much that I um I can't get on board that under Enzo he'll be good enough in this system to go back up and do okay. I just worry with the whole scenario about 
we're in this cycle of having players that we can't get rid of. They're on decent money. And then they've ne- basically, we're like, okay, well, they're going. And then we've given the bugger another contract. And then we'll be again in the same situation with him in less than a year's time if he doesn't do well in the Premier League. I'm really torn. If we could get him, and again, this is not easy. He's 31. He's going to be going on a Bosman if he doesn't sign a new deal. He's going to have options with a fairly decent salary. But if we could get him for a year plus one with an option on less than he's on now, I'd do it. But I don't think we will. I genuinely think if we're going to get him, we're going to have to give him a decent contract. And I just think that's too much of a risk. Who's going to give him a decent contract, though? Someone in Europe Europe will give him three years and they'll probably give him 50 grand a week. On a free yeah, transfer, with yeah, if you if you buy in like the signing on fee and stuff. So what we'd have to do is because we're you know when you re-signing a player, yes, I suppose you might give them a lump sum. I don't know, but all things being equal, you probably have to bung on that. And then with the wages, I just imagine we'd have to give him three years. And if we give it, I mean, in the Premier League, what was he on? I bet he was on seventy or eighty grand, wasn't he? Uh, something like that, wouldn't he? So okay. let's say he's had forty percent cut this year, but then we're going back up. Hopefully, you're not getting him for less than fifty grand. And if you're offering him three years, I'm just I'm nervous. I really mm. am. So I don't know what to do. I'd, it would help if he told us to bollocks and just yeah. said no. You know, I'm, I've helped you get back up, but I'm going separate ways and shake hands with him. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, he, he's integral to us at this level. Would he be in the Premier League? We'd have to have someone with pace, which then means Fassett doesn't play. So mm. I'm looking at who's, who's more versatile, Fassett. So then you need to replace Vestergaard or Vestergaard's then your third shot. I don't know. Oh, I'm torn on it. Mm. I'm with you with that, Rick. I I think what we have to do is say, this is what we're willing to offer you. And I'd, I'd say the same to Vardy, to be honest. These are the terms that the club can offer you at this moment in time for an extra year like it or lump it yeah Vestergaard will have suitors in Europe no doubt I don't think anyone in England would touch him I'd be surprised anyway uh, well not in the Prem certainly and like you say we've, we've ended up getting this situation that we're in now because of the dishing out of these contracts we can't afford to do that again we need to be play a bit more hardball and if they you know if Vardy goes no one wants to see it but he goes well blessing if, if Vestergaard goes who cares we'll just get another centre-half in for me I think you're right on that. I think we, uh, there's a, there's a comment saying about how we have to do we have to reset our wage mm. structure, and I just I think it's fine it's fine renewing them, just not on stupid money and not stitching us up completely. I would say, um, yeah, because we the danger is if we let everyone go that's out of contract, you're then going to need to sign another seven or eight players. Yeah. And we're not going to get all of them on freeze and we're not going to have loads of money to spend. So I genuinely um, rather as risk going down again next season, but we've got a plan in place where the wages a bit more are, sustainable, right? Yeah, yeah rather than yeah, the, yeah. And the signings and everything, it's all a bit more coherent. They're young, they're younger, they're on less wages from the off, but you know, you build in, they'll get a pay rise if we succeed rather than you're on X straight off the bat, regardless of what happens. Because it's not easy staying up, but 
at the same time, you can't kill yourselves trying to stay up and then having no backup plan. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I look at Ben Nelson and his style of play is very Vestergaard-esque. It is, but with pace. Mm. Now, it's hard to envisage a 19, 20-year-old, whatever he's going to be, coming into the Premier League and, and expecting him. So maybe you do, you think, well... So Investigar for a year or two, but basically Nelson's going to be the one that will take his place if he can't cope. But it's still a bit of a risk. Um, I don't know what to do. It, it's yeah, it, I, I trust Enzo. That's all you can do on the club. I think, and that's probably we would not have even considered that, would we? You'd never really trust anyone with Vestergaard a year ago. You'd be like, no, no, no. No. The, the whole FFP PSR thing is interesting. I don't think anyone outside the club knows what's going on there. But from the outside, to me, it seems it, the rumours are that we're up against it with EFL regulations, which doesn't surprise me because these players are on European contracts. We were trying to com comply with European FFP for, for God knows what reason. Ended up sliding out of the Premier League into the second tier and complying with EFL regulations with European wages is not going to end well. So the, the Premier League PSR thing, I think we should be okay in the Premier League if we, I mean, we're going to lose Pratt, who will be on quite a lot, possibly Vestergaard, possibly Vardy and others that are on right. okay, on big wages. Yeah, that and show and did he... Like you say, Rick, I mean, I think going down in the end could well be the best thing that could have happened because we only got good by signing players for Cheap as chips, and then ended, we ended up flogging them for 50, 60 million. I mean, Hermanson, Mavadidi, and Fatuu, what's the combined total we've, we've paid? Well, Fatuu will end up being about 40 million. Mavadidi I mean, and Manson, not very much. About 30 million, all told. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, e we'll easily get 90 million for them in the Prem. What Straight bothers away. me, though, is do you know when we're trying to lower the wage bill, and we we will do that naturally by getting rid of the player. You still shit. got you still got a lot of players that when we go back into the Premier League, they're going to be back on their Prem wages because that's what happens. They don't just drop down and then they stay on that. Mm. It's very difficult then to be like, well, this is the new normal. So you come to us on forty grand a week when you know you got the likes of Christiansen who won't be around potentially, Suter. Samare, even players that are then like important to us, like Daka, they're going to be on 80 grand a week. It's difficult, isn't it, to convince players to come when they know that there's players that were on the gravy train. And I think that's the hardest part for us, but we've got to do it. And if, if we have to walk away from deals because players and their agent are like, no, we want what they're on, we've got to do it because... We've been so hamstrung on our deal. You know, it's not even so much that we sign players and we get it wrong and we lumber with them. It's mainly on wages. Yeah, transfer fees are a lot, but if the wages are too high, you've got a double whammy, haven't you? For FFP, you need to cover what we've paid less what's been put through the books. But then if no one can cover their wages as well, you basically can't sell them. So we've got to, we've got to change the model somehow. How we do it, I don't know, but they've got to. And they've paid a well, hell of a lot of money to do it. We mentioned before, we've got to be astute in the, the free transfer market. Yep. I mean, Sensor's yeah. going to be on a free, but his wages are going to be, you know, whatever Inter are paying them are going to be pretty high. O'Hare, for me, is the one yeah. I'd, I'd go for on a free and pay him a reasonable weekly wage. 
I, I think he'd be interested. He won't have to move house and blah de blah. If covering the Prem, obviously that's not going to happen. Um, he no he'd be the one. I think he'd be. I think he'd fit our team absolutely perfectly, to be honest. But like like you you said before, Rick, the, the free transfer market's where we've probably got to got to be looking and. Mm. All right, are we are we moving on to any other business at this stage? Well, yeah, Middlesbrough yeah, and AOB. Middlesbrough AOB. We've mentioned McAteer. We've not mentioned the chasing pack, Rick, which is normally your sort of paranoia <laughs> section. Well, I mean, I'm still still concerned. You still can't rule out that there's challenges there. It, it's changed a little bit, hasn't it, in the last week? Southampton thankfully lost tonight they've won um had they won both uh, you know i would be like shit they they really aren't letting up but tonight's results not really a concern because they've shown well they've shown against huddersfield that somebody can get at them and then bristol city ripped them apart so um yeah i mean we've got to keep doing what we're doing but i do still think top two like 95, 96, 97, 98 points. If we were if we were only scrapping around 95 going into that final game of the season, I think we'll be close to being caught. Um, I don't think that will happen because we're on 78 and that would, we basically need, what, 17 points from the next, from our last 14 games. But yeah, it it's just, you can't say it's done because I don't think it is. But no. we've just got to keep chipping away. We've got a tough run of games coming, but nothing like that we can't navigate. Um, and, you know, we are in a good position and they are the chasing pack. But, I mean, next Friday's massive. Obviously, if someone told me you could lose on Friday next week, but you still win the league, you'd obviously take that. But there's part, I mean, it's like, I just cannot cope with us losing to Leeds again. Like, I don't want to hear the second tier podcast. I don't want to read the shit on Twitter. I just want to, like, a draw, whatever, just beat the bastards. Like, we are the, the we are the top dogs in the championship. We need to show it. We need to serve them up. We do. I don't want to be one of them clubs that, like, just flat track bullies, beats everyone, but then you've got that reputation against anyone that's half decent that we don't beat up. Beat everyone. Mm. Beat them, hate them. From here to there, hate them. Well said. Well said, I agree. Jordan, do you want to tell everyone that we'll be fine and we've got nothing to worry about? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm pretty bullish. 25 wins out of 32. Um, Leeds are still going to play the game more tomorrow, whatever their result. Um, Southampton have lost one game in 27 and they're 11 points behind us still. Um, best defence, best attack in the league. And looking at the remaining 14, I've got us down to win at least 10, which is the record. So I know we, we've got a reasonably tough run, Middlesbrough, Leeds, Hull um, of all beaters, but we'll pick up more than zero points in those three games, I'd imagine, mm. um, which will be better than, than what we got before. I, I still think promotion, probably, what, we're on 78? I think, yeah, probably 95 to be safe, but we'll tick them off. What's that? Six wins, five wins, six? Yeah. Um, plus, if you beat Leeds, it's probably what is obviously one yeah, less, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Because it's yeah. six pointer. Yeah. Um, but take a point there by all means. Um, and yeah, I, I think we'll just tick it off in, in uh, stages, get promoted, 
next one the title, shove the kids in and get the, the record. And, and I think they won it as well. Like I say, against Wednesday, yeah, yeah. I thought they looked like they really wanted it. And I mean, I watched Southampton earlier. They, they look better than Leeds to me from what I've seen from both teams. I think Southampton, I know Southampton have got to go to Ellen Road on the last day. Could be done by then. Southampton uh, have got to go to us, Leeds and Ipswich away. Should well, we Ipswich are not out of it, are they? I, I've written no. them off, but they're not out of it. Well, they, they, if they win their game in hand, they're on the same number of points as Leeds. Mm. So, But the, the good thing is, is that we've obviously got that 11-point cushion. Those three are in a battle with each other yeah, for yeah. one place. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, the, what we've got, 14 left, the pressure will start telling on them more than it will us. But every game we win just heaps more pressure on them. So we win tomorrow, it just it just puts more more and more pressure on them. So fingers crossed that happens. But like I say, once we get over the line promoted, um like one less place and and we'll be, we'll have sole focus on we won't be worried about the other three. I don't think we're worried about the other three now to be honest. Yeah, the answer to that question, will the next pod be on a Saturday night at midnight with a nappy change included? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I, I need to get a bit more... Uh, actually, maybe maybe we'll do a side pod, Rick. Me and you can, um, you can, you can do, talk mate. me through changing a nappy. We can go live on Instagram. We could, like, can you remember that Super Nanny programme that was on? Yeah, yeah. With all the range, we could do that. Rick what, and Jack. What would you? I was about to say something rude then, but uh, we've already got one edit on this pod, so I wouldn't say something. Um, what was it going to be? Give us a clue. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you. Um, um, uh, there we go. All right. Um, any more for any more? Middle. Oh, Middlesbrough. Yeah, we played tomorrow, don't we? That's, yeah. This is a game. Are you going? They're not in very good form. I am. I'm going to try and go. Yeah. All been well. I went on Tuesday, so yeah, you've been very active this week out the house. Yeah, I've know, noticed. I I've know, three. I I've got a little tally chart going. How many times you've gone out? You've been out three times in a week. Uh, yeah, mate. you've got to have your non-negotiables. Well, I just keep sending. The, I keep sending Monique articles, being like, it's very good for men's mental <laughs> health to get yeah. out, to get out the house and spend time with their friends at least twice a week. I did actually send her an article earlier this week, and she was like, oh, "That's funny, isn't it?" Um, did you take her home a curry? Did you, or was that for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. That oh, was, okay, salt and yeah. pepper fish was for her. No, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing. And then you went it this morning for breakfast. No, no, I just, I just, mm. I just ordered a large. No. Okay. Um, Middlesbrough. What do you want to say about Middlesbrough? They're not in very good form at the moment, Middlesbrough. No, they're not. And as Jake, uh, as Jake, uh, as Jordan says. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, owing them for early on in the season because we should have comfortably won that game. Mm. Um, I mean, Ian Acho had one of his games where he missed two, three, four sitters. Um, I like That's that. I like him. a little bit of um, anyway, yeah. I like a little bit of revenge for these next two games um, because, yeah. They're a funny team, though, aren't they? Like, I've looked at their stats for the last few games. They have, like, 20 shots and still lose. So, something's going on there with them. Um, but, yeah, we've just got to get it done, whatever happens. I would, I mean, changes-wise, I I think, going back to this, I think I'll bring Doyle in for it. I thought Justin, I don't know, there was parts of the game on Tuesday, I, I felt like we missed 
Doyle getting it out to Mavadini. I just think with the way Middlesbrough play, and I think I'm sure they've got a right winger who's quite tall. Is it Crooks or someone, or is he plays in there? But I think I'd have Doyle in for that, um, and then bring Daka back in. And Pat, yes, Pat. Um, but yeah, get it done, and then focus on the big one next Friday. Yeah. With it, I just checked they're seven points off the playoffs with a game in hand, so they've got to at least show some intent at trying to win the game at some point. No yeah, doubt they'll yeah. park it for the first. We played them at like the worst time, and that they were on a hell of a run last time we played them, and then they've seemed to have dropped off since then. So, can we let Luke Thomas play? Do you reckon? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, oh, well, that'd be good. Go on. If, yeah. he, if you want to, you can play him. Um, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I forgot who's there, to be honest. Yeah, I don't um, think he did. Yeah. But Everson's had a horrendous time at Stoke as well. Although they won the other night, didn't they? They're a bad side there. Yeah, Fuck they you. are bad. They are bad. Um, right. Any more for any more? Or can I go and change some nappies? AOB then. Um, well, that was AOB, wasn't it? The only thing I will say... Um, no, that was Bright... Uh, that was... Uh, uh, that was, was, uh, was Mirafra. Okay. Yeah. The only, I'm just looking at my phone... To see if I've, beans and little sausages request. <laughs> beans and little sausages. Yeah, someone <laughs> said I forgot to ask uh, Guillaume about whether he's ever had any. Which the man likes his. He likes his. You know, he's drinking Tiger, weren't he? I yeah, asked yeah. him about on what a cheese and pickle cob was, and he said it was a cob. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's had beans and little sausages. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wanted to say is I don't know. I think one of the most underrated things that have been going on all year with Leicester on Twitter and they patiently tag us in it every week. And I don't know how much anyone responds, but LC graphics has been yeah, doing these comic good. strip and they're unbelievable to be fair. They remind me of that uh, famous one who does it in the, is it the Telegraph or Times mm. that does those little whimsical things, but they're amazing. And if we go up, He's doing a whole book of them. So big shout out to LC Graphics. I know he lives near me as well. So um, yeah, we'll go for a beer when we get promoted. But um, yeah, shout out to him. And um, yeah, if people start seeing it on Twitter, retweet it and stuff, because it, it's pretty incredible what he's doing. Yeah, love it. And the TIFO tomorrow from UNFS. Yeah, that was so note to myself, getting my seat before five past three. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a photo of you actually in your seat when I was standing yeah. in your seat, like during the game, which was um, which was good. <laughs> um, is that is that your only AOB, George? I think so. Well, we've we've made a donation to that on behalf of uh, the annoying adverts that you have to hear. That's gone towards the TIFO. So there well you are. Well, uh, I got I got a few. Um, We've had a message in from Amy. It was actually last week and it was last Friday and we forgot to mention this. Uh, but it was her dad's birthday who listens to the pod and really likes it. He's called John Sparks. He was 69 last week. His nickname is Sheepdog. Um, so happy birthday for last week, Sheepdog. I hope happy this is a wind up. I don't, I don't think that... I've read that about seven times. I don't think that's a wind <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, there's nothing smutty in that, I don't reckon. Nothing smutty in that. Um, but anyway... John. But yeah, uh, happy birthday, John, from all of us. Um, it's Brenda Nout's birthday as well, isn't it? Yes, it was around this time of year. 
I read a great one. Someone called himself Malcolm Powder. And I like that. That's going to be me new. Malcolm Powder. Malcolm Powder. That is amazing. Um, I was going to mention, uh, yeah, I was going to mention the TIFO and then uh, <laughs> there was another thing. I put it up on our time. All I can think of is Malcolm Pound. <laughs> um, uh, God. Uh, it's football versus homophobia's uh, yes. month of action yes. this month. We put a tweet up. Uh, which is what to do if you hear any kind of uh, abuse at the game, how to report it. It still goes on, sadly, because uh, we had some messages in saying, uh, you know, people have still heard it and things like that. And um, and yeah, uh, I'll I'll retweet that so that people can see it, but it shouldn't happen in this day and age. Uh, and uh, I think there's a load of stuff going on with Fox's Pride this weekend uh, with football versus homophobia as well. They've done a feature with the football club uh with Mads Hermanson uh and one of the women's team's players who are whose name escapes me but that was that was very good uh as well so I hope they have a great weekend with all their celebrations as well so so yeah I think that was it from my point of view good stuff solid work all round thanks very much uh <laughs> I'm just going to play the theme tune and then close it because I'm too tired. Thanks for this thing. Enjoy the game. See you all soon. <laughs>